Hello and welcome to Talking Bottom. I'm Paul Tanter. I'm Matt Brooks. And I'm Ange Pearson. And this week it's Bottom Live 5. Rhymes. It does. Well, the, of course, the official title, or rather the subtitle on the DVD, is The Weapons Grade Wifefronts Tour. Which makes it sound very exciting, doesn't it? Mm. And are there any weapons in it? Apart from like cricket bats and frying pans, I think this is actually one where they bring out a more elaborate display of there's, weapons never before, don't there, they? There's various weapons. There are also Y fronts, um, and it was a tour, so most of these things apply even if you take the words and then jam them together to form something new. Yeah, this, it, it was live in 2003 as well. This one came in 2003, two years after the previous live show in 2001, and. 10 years after they debuted the live show in 93. So it had been a full decade of live shows of, shall we say, varying quality, depending on your opinion. Yeah, yeah. so an average of one every two years. Which is actually quite a lot, isn't it? Like yeah. When I was obviously in living it, it felt like a long time that we waited for in, the live shows. In terms of creative output, that's pretty impressive, a yeah. show every two years. You're right. I think when you're waiting for something new... And the film. And the film as well in 98, so uh, that was released in 99, so they got film in there as yeah, well. Yeah, but that was never live, was it? That no. was always pre-filmed and then edited. Yeah, but just the idea of like <laughs> putting that out in yeah. that space of time, three yeah. series, you know. We've crammed, how long has it taken us to do this podcast? Yeah. Three years? It's know. definitely two, isn't yeah. it? We start in 2018. So this is the one that became their final venture on stage. Of course, after this, they were to do No More Bottom together. This is the final representation of Richie and Eddie together, apart from a brief um, charity thing I think they did. What's that? It was like a Peter Cook uh, memorial or something like that, where they came on dressed as Richie and Eddie, but they came on doing a sketch that wasn't specifically Richie and Eddie. Oh, I don't know what you're Have you not seen that? that? No. Is that on YouTube? I believe so, yeah. Well, we're watching we'll that to, after. We'll have to look that it's, up and have it in the round. It's not, it's, it's not very good. Okay. Of course, there was going to be a resurrection in, in 2012 for the new series of Hooligans Island. If you clarify, you say a new series of Hooligans Island, you, you, a new series of Bottom being it was Hooligans good. Island. Though, Correct. Right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. They were going to take the title and the idea of Hooligans Island and make that the new Bottom. <laughs> Ultimately, this is the last representation of the show that we have. And I think... One would hopefully you guys wouldn't disagree with me, but hey, if you do, tell me. Uh, it's not the best representation of them uh, live. It's got a lot of effort, a lot of manic energy. There's some good lines. Um, the set's quite exciting when they reveal it's it, isn't it? Room. It's yeah, new. first time of seeing the yes. bathroom. Crazy properly. kind of like laboratory. It's like mm. a laboratory, isn't it? Like And we kind of covered this last week in some aspects of Life Four, but. We go back into a lot of meta stuff, referencing the audience, the fact that it's a show, the bar. And then there's a lot of repetition of material they've done before in two ways. One is with a wink and a nod saying, oh, look at us, we're doing this before, haven't we run out of material? And then other times are just when it's just repeated, but with no reference to it at all. Does it get described in some sort of synopsis plot thing on Wikipedia? Bottom Life 2003 Weapons Grade Wifefronts Tour is, and it's it's not as long as last week's one, but it's not short either. <laughs> no longer on Hooligans Island, Richie and Eddie find themselves back in their flat in Hammersmith. Having locked himself in the lavatory for 15 days, Eddie is disrupted when Richie barges in, discovering that his friend has transformed the room into a laboratory. A lavatory. 
inside of various inventions, including the Evacuator, a super powerful vacuum cleaner that Eddie uses as a toilet, the patent painless tattoo remover, alias a blunt hammer, and weapons grade lager, a self-perpetuating alcoholic drink that leads to a prolonged period of unconsciousness. Richie then discovers a trunk sent to him from his deceased uncle, Peregrine Richard, inside of the plans for various inventions Eddie has supposedly either stolen or plagiarized. However, one invention remains untouched, Peregrine Richard's Elixir of Life. Richie hurriedly drinks the potion, hoping to gain immortality, but is shocked when Eddie discovers that the substance is poisonous. In order to save his friend, Eddie reluctantly uses his very own time-traveling toilet, i.e. the TARDIS, to reverse time and stop Richie from drinking the elixir. Fully restored, they realize they can use the TARDIS to reach the theater's bar before the audience, and depart immediately. Richie and Eddie continue their search for the bar, having been unsuccessful for three and a half years. During their escapades, Eddie manages to lodge Richie's head in the TARDIS door and dislodge it with a dynamite stick. Richie is forced to repower the ship via friction he causes by pleasuring himself, <laughs> leading to a mass heckle from the theatre audience as orchestrated by Eddie. As an unforeseen result, the pair find themselves travelling further and further back through time, right back to the beginning of time itself. After a narrow escape from his shrinking underpants, triggered by the reversal of time, Eddie joins Richie as they discover the meaning of everything. Pants thanks to the appearance of the mother pants, and they depart by singing an ode to the ever-useful undergarment. What? That is the plot, oh, as it is on Wikipedia. More depressing. Why would reversing time make your pants shrink if not the same thing? There's so many fucking holes in that. Well, and, yeah. there's lots of holes in your oh. underwear. Are you saying that the universe of bottom does not conform to the known laws of space-time and physics? I am. And but are you I'm annoyed also, about that? I'm also annoyed that it doesn't have any internal logic within itself. First one... <laughs> you get so annoyed when things don't make any logical sense, I though, do. Like, I do, but that's why like they make every time. I, did, I mean, we're on the last one. Since sure. Every this time, one. Like, I, why? It's because they not, it's a joke. Can I just, they've not even made an effort to explain how they've gotten off the island. Can I just... I need to, to explain. Can I just, can I just say that when Richie cut Eddie's legs off with a chainsaw and sewed them back on, you were fine with that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's like the internal <laughs> logic of... The, they, they, they then sew it back on. They're making the, 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 yeah, yeah. I think, I think we, we talked about this briefly, not on the podcast, is that the thing that you don't like, Matt, is when Eddie has had schemes in other instances, such as forging money or something yeah. like that, or making a homebrew, that kind of thing, all of these things are things that can exist within reality. And this example, the whole time traveling thing, is just a bit too fantastical. It's because you can't suspend your disbelief about it. Yeah, I suppose so. so. You, and you it's don't like that. But like with some science fiction and stuff, you have, you have to. Yeah, but they to are just enjoy the plot. It would never be one of the most deviant alcoholics in the world who's just accidentally invented time travel. No, but it's Fuck a comedy, me. isn't it? It is, but it's not a very funny one, this one. The Turdis oh. is, a, that's a fucking Biz comic. I, actually, was, I, was bought, I was bought a joke porn film once for a laugh, <laughs> and it was called Dr. Lou and the Phallics. Okay. <laughs> and there was a thing in it called the Turdis. Yeah, brilliant. brilliant. And, um, brilliant. It gets a cheer from the fucking audience. Rick and Aids one so better. bloody <laughs> obvious. Can I, it gets, can, it's a crowd pleaser, this one, isn't it? Can it's I, again, a crowd-pleasing show. Can I assume that Dr. Lou had a sonic screwdriver that was a vibrator? It was a plunger right, of some okay. sort, I seem to. I didn't watch the whole thing. Yeah, you only Daleks. need to watch the first five minutes. But the actual real Daleks in the show have a plunger, don't they? That's true. Um, anyway, sorry to digress. Yes, you're right. This one is, again, like four, it's a crowd-pleaser. We'll do a round-robin of our greatest hits and go through them. The audience gets to, in this one, not to jump ahead, but I'm going to, and this is the one where they don't just give a subtle way for the audience to shout, have a wank. It's totally invited. Have a wank has become Richie and Eddie's version of 
he's behind you yeah. like a pantomime. Yeah, yeah. And and do you not like that? By this point, I'm kind of along for the ride and going, fuck it, you know what, go on, you can have it. You're embracing it so much that you're literally queuing up for the audience. It's made yeah. into a plot point. Yeah. Don't mind that one. There's a bit where I think Aid says he's you know a crowd me. pleaser. Yeah. He's like, you know, crowd disappointer. Yeah. And, you know, and they, they're actually just saying yeah. what, what is happening on stage before everyone. So did you go and see this one? No. No. I did not see this one. And also didn't see it when it came out on DVD oh, really? for a little while I borrowed it the only one I didn't own for a while so you didn't have that affection of having seen it live no like did you see this one live yeah yeah yeah, yeah. again you... in Liverpool yeah and what was it like well live it was great you yeah. know mm-hmm. I think I think even with it being great live still mm-hmm. like the disappointment and we may as well just talk about it overarchingly in the beginning we've gone through the plot quote unquote the fact they repeat the song at the end was nah. a disappointment yeah. to me in the room that night yeah. and it was like how are they just repeating the same song it's literally and, the same and this is what I mean about how some things yeah. don't get referenced but some things do so we get the what the fuckity fuck fuck yeah. what the fuck am I there you mean yeah. Yeah. And, and that gets followed by Oh, that's old material. You did yeah. this two years ago. And then it's like, oh, okay. They do something clever with it. It's like they've done that to yeah. then excuse the- to, to end with the song and not go, yeah, we've already done this. Well, we just do it again. It yeah. feels like a bit of a cop out. I mean, they do have the big, massive Y fronts, which make it a bit more of a showstopper in a way. Tiny bit. A skid more. mark yeah. of a ending. Mm. I don't know. But it, yeah. it's, yeah, it's strange that they don't even reference it, like you say, mm-hmm. and, and acknowledge that's what they're doing. They don't even change a single line. They even have the stop and the I have never I haven't seen, seen a single, single minute. Yeah, which so completely close, d- yeah. takes away from how funny it is in four. Yeah, because it's completely the exact same line. Let's, if they changed it and turned it into a different version, word of the same for Minge, you know, like yeah. a different kind of like funny there's, word. There's some really good written lines in this. What in the name of Satan's fetid foreskin, for example? Yes. That's, yeah. that's brilliant, brilliant wordplay. Oh, yeah. and, so it's as good as anything yeah. that would in, as in the series. There's no reason why they couldn't have said any other word to just give that a little bit of a fresher yeah. end punchline. Because and you know, there's lots of different words for minge. There's cunt, flange, flats, <laughs> twat, twat. said only twat I've been near is here, but I think that's yeah. said on four. Well, as they well. invented twadge, didn't they? Right, her manager's. Vag, like twadge, has always been associated for me with bottom, even mm. though I'm sure it was probably before that. There's some really inventive cleverness of things. Mm. Like, so the whole, we're going to have to redo the whole 40 minutes in Fast Forward. That, you I know, love that bit. That is That's, solid. And yeah. it just shows how well choreographed it was. And considering everyone kind of went into it being like, oh, they're a bit old for this now and all this sort mm-hmm. of yeah. stuff. Like, that is actually like a really, really difficult physical mm. performance, isn't it? That they, yeah. they pull off, like they're fucking natural, sure. but they pull it off. Another thing that's completely repeated as well is when the interval comes out, up. Oh, we're going to go to the bar. Yeah, the same joke again. And literally the same thing. Mm. Yeah, it's like they took four, like the and script, or whatever, and literally thought, yeah. "Well, what can we just change up a bit here? And then what can we reuse?" Like literally from, and it, you know, it's two thousand and one mm. into two thousand and three. It's not even a long period of time for people to forget what happened the year, you know, two years previously. In keeping with them following the form that they'd laid down for the uh, first four live shows, the show starts off as ever with Richie off stage. Uh, yelling at Eddie for taking too long on the toilet. Yeah. So it's the, it, 15 days too long. It's yeah. a similar setup. Richie off stage. Rick starts it. That's fine though. Yeah, yeah. I don't Do mind that at all. Like the camera angles in this one are a bit like too intense on their faces. There was a big close up on Richie that, that it cut away or cut to him while he was doing something yeah. like 
down the camera he was showing off to the camera it's cut away it's yeah weird. they miss it don't yeah. they and then i think oh. also just because of the stage at the cliffs pavilion it's in south end on sea isn't it it's so like i know south end very well and uh the, the accents and yeah. basildon who says well might have been basildon gets a fucking cheer yeah i've been to the cliffs pavilion in yeah. south end as well and it's, it's quite a small theater actually. it's always a good audience there though like they're yeah they can tell we're in essex can't you it is actually a really good audience that they've got for it i think um, it's good that they filmed it there but yeah. then I don't know if it's because of the slanting stage or what, but the set sort of looks ski whiff okay. behind Rick. I think it takes a while worst. for your brain to just kind of like ignore that because it's just like behind every shot of Rick, particularly at the beginning, maybe it's just that I let it kind of like just yeah. flow over me from then on. Like the set's like ski whiff behind him, you know, the don't push the button. I never it's noticed straight that. In, it's like just how the stage is set up, but the cameras haven't been like adjusted for it. I don't know. It's a bit jarring when you first watch it. Sure, they should have had a test day or something maybe. but they must have done don't you think yeah. they must have tested I think yeah. it's a different director this one isn't it it's Dewey Humphreys it's, it's the same director who directed number four is it right okay it's, yeah. so it's the same one Who's, yeah. he who, did Vicar of Dibley I think he did Ab Fab Vicar yeah. of Dibley it's yeah. quite a long comedy CV mm. of not entirely the biggest hits. It, it's not like um, an Ed By sort of CV, mm. but there's a lot of stuff in there that you go, well, I know that, I know that, yeah. yeah. But respectable so enough yeah, yeah. CV to be like, well, you shouldn't have like not known yeah. how to get that right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, a live show, though, it obviously is, is less Did he forgiving. also do Keeping Up Appearances? Is that why there's that oh, little bl- nod in there? Isn't there a little thing that's like, oh, wouldn't you rather be watching Keeping Up Appearances? Oh, right, okay. okay. Isn't that in, that is in five? I always thought maybe that's a dig because there's a couple of Welsh digs, isn't But it? if him directing four and five is anything like Ed By said the way he directed number three, it's actually that Rick and Ed directed the show and then they just brought in a director to cover the nights, cover the yeah. nights it was filming. Yeah. So they played this show at the South End Clubs Pavilion on three nights, 28th, 29th, 30th of October, 2003. Mm-hmm. And if it was anything like the other times they would record the shows, they probably recorded it over two or three nights and then used the best bits from each one. Right, okay. But I don't know whether this, uh, whether Dewey Humphreys was the director for the entire thing or whether Rick and A just kind of did it themselves. I have to say, I think the laboratory, that's a fun word and fun to say, but I think that set is the weakest of all of the sets in it's... any of them. And I'm even talking about it on the backstage. Do you mean weakest as in it doesn't look like it's quality? Yeah, it looks like... Like a cartoon drawing, some mm. of the bits. It's got the green nice... tiles, do don't they? Yeah, they're, they're, they've gone for like there's a silhouette of where the system of the toilet was. Mm. It's been taken out yeah. and made into the TARDIS. So, right, yeah, I kind of get that, but it, it just looks like a it, drawing. It, it, it works quite well with the whole, you know, it's like, what is it, the evacuator or whatever? Like, that's that's right. I mean, the backdrop, I should say, is really weak. But the, yeah. the evacuator thing, I think uh, they miss a thing with uh, the nozzle going into Richie's bum and it mm. comes out and it's I think it should be a bit longer because uh, it should be contractible because like, it, it is that but mm. it just doesn't expand band out enough for the for a joke it should, it be, should be like yeah it's yeah. gone all the way up there kind mm. of thing the set does in my mind look and feel cheaper than previous ones mm. if you look at what we had in in number one we had a faithful recreation of the flat all the props in it number two same thing but then you had the prison as well hooligans island the the island yeah. felt like it was expensive production mm. design you look at it and you think well that's just a spray backdrop on wood it's like if they did a kid's coloring book of bottom yeah, yeah. I agree. Which I would fucking yeah, definitely it does. Write. And I think that may be why it jars a little bit when you're seeing it in the background, mm. a bit kind of like not quite straight even. Mm. You're like, that doesn't look right. 
It what, doesn't look right. One thing the set does allow them, I think, is very good entrances for both of them. Rick is just a natural one through a door, but coming in, playing out to the audience, touching the knob, all that kind of thing, you know, getting them to cheer mm. a bit louder. But then Aid's entrance, he literally sort of explodes onto the stage, yeah, doesn't he? It's like a ma magician. Very entrance, impressive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, think he's great. He's you know, he's late forties now. He's, I think they say in that, and he just he leaps off the table. Yeah, he's still pretty physically fit. Oh, very smart. I man. I assume they had like a rising platform that brought him up quickly. No, no, he leaps off it down. Yeah, oh, sorry, down. sorry. When he gets okay. down, it, it's very so hard gotcha. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And, the, and there's also you can see it from the off the do not press button mm -hmm. again, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. So you get straight away, you're like, right, it you does know, have some like, repeat material here. Then, well, you know, like you would have Jackass 3.5, yeah, where they've just re edited it and put it. So this is kind of not bottom line five, it's redone four. Yeah, there's just a bit too many similarities. Yeah, it's like they could have called it like Bottom Live 2003, the reboot or whatever, couldn't they? Yeah. And you could have been like, oh, right, okay, you're just bringing this tour back on. Do you think out again? Do you think the setting of it in a toilet and then the massive wife runs at the end, do you think it was just again Rick and Aid going as meta as possible? Going, the show is called Bottom, it's toilet humor. We'll find we'll, a conversation, we'll, toilet humor yeah, in the toilet. We'll yeah. do what we should have finally done with it all along. We've been heading in this direction all along from, from the living room via islands mm -hmm. and via prison but eventually we end up in a toilet with pants yeah. Yeah. then we'll have them time travelling which sure. will bring a bit of an no, extra thing to it doesn't really go anywhere <laughs> well you know I mean we've, just keep going we've said voice. before that we always thought Rick should be Doctor Who I so maybe cool. there's a little bit of a yeah we, we both could, could have played yeah. the Doctor but we're never <laughs> going to get put in that role by the BBC because we're mm. famous for toilet humour so mm. I think they would never have asked them, either of them, to be Doctor Who. Mistake. mistake. At that point in time, because they yeah. were just too famous for being like filthy, weren't they? Like, yeah, I but guess then so. that was why it was a shock when Peter Capaldi got put Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Like, well, Do you see the um... these tirades of abuse for his his role as Malcolm Tucker online, and then he's playing the Doctor, yeah. which is have a kids' role that? model. It's a fake um, we trailer. Fucking, we fucking time travel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely amazingly cut. Yeah. yeah. But really so well done. The Turdis nod is mm. it's just a pun, isn't it, on Turd and Tardis? Oh, but <laughs> it is quite fun. Like you know, in the in the moment of watching it, you're like, you know, it's coming, but you kind of like, it's all right. It doesn't deserve the round of applause and reaction. I get, um, but if you've got a time traveling toilet, what else are you going to call it? need to be a time travelling toilet but that's they what they've written it. in. They've written this. The they I just feel they Trouble got the tea. gag Turdis first. You reckon? And then, oh, you reckon it was it was backwards that way? Yeah, I think Tyler says about turns. What about time driving toilet? GMTV gets a little reference, which was a little yeah. bit dated. I actually yeah. like well, they're talking about MTV. What? Oh yeah, Good Morning TV. Yeah, well they do obviously Good Morning Britain as well with Anne and Nick, don't they? In the previous mm -hmm. bottom, so it's, it's not an the easy first time target, that go with morning it? television. Morning television. It's written on the bottle of weapon, weapons grade lager that looks especially like a repurposed bottle of Budweiser. It does, doesn't it? So the toilet setting, apart from the fact that it's a time traveling toilet and there's some good weapons, the biggest prop that essentially the story revolves around, or a lot of the story revolves around, mm -hmm. is the evacuator, which does provide some good humor with Rick and and Aid when he's disimpacting mm -hmm. Rick and then having to th throw it into reverse. Both the initial plunge into him Rick does shock and sudden pain very well doesn't he yeah. but then there's and a send into full on homosexual yeah 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 I mean they've only, like you know previously they've hinted at it with Richie haven't they yeah just and then with this one it's just all out it's yeah. just gay in this one well they've, they've talked isn't there a bit where they actually refer to him having been around the um, in the army he's... and he was, he was nicknamed Pussy 
Oh, I mean, like, um, my ass doesn't have any knowledge of toilets in this yeah. area. Not what I've heard. There's lots of reference, yeah. direct references to the fact that Richie's gone all out gay. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it's it's again, if you look at it, it's where they've been building to mm. for yeah. the last yeah. Like, it's like twelve count, years. Let's go less subtle each, each reiterated of bottom. Yeah, Rick's hair's not right in it, is it? That's it's a too short. It's sort of spiky, so it's sort of an ginger. old an old drop dead Fred. Yeah, it's not. He looks. And I'm not having a go at him being older because obviously, you know. I mean, that's yeah, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, you can't say this uh, older Rick looks old. Yes, yeah. of course. But... It's just the hair isn't quite right. Whereas in four, actually, I think it's the classic Richie hair, isn't mm-hmm. it? So because three looks too... different because he's blonde. Mm, yeah, and that's fine. But yeah, this way he looks the most unlike Richie that he ever has done. Yeah, and I feel they call him has been twice in this yeah. one. So yeah. like, no, that's not fair. That is, it's still fucking funny and still a national treasure. They do occasionally fall back on their old faithful of we'll do the stage fuck up, mm-hmm. such as I thought to myself, Richie, you've got your name wrong. Mm-hmm. I feel like a that a that was staged and b I didn't think it worked that well because no, I thought I didn't think that was a fuck up at first. I thought that right. was just them being a bit stupid. Yeah, you know. And then it's like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, I accidentally, I accidentally said yeah. Richie instead of Eddie. And it's like, oh, it didn't come mm. across well. Wasn't yeah. Sold well. Yeah. yeah. Was it? It's kind of like, it's just that like he's having that in his mind because he's <laughs> drunk or whatever. There's some pretty good written gags in there. One of which comes to mind is the, why you're an alcoholic, because I drink a lot, which is the same sort of funny literalness that you get as, uh, what, you sucked water in through your eyes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like, what do you do when you have a heart attack? Yeah. 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 Chest yeah. and feel over. Like, it's classic bottom kind of yeah. logic. It's slightly more absurdist, isn't it? I also like the fact that Eddie is also saying, you know, it takes real staying power to be a proper alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. You know, the idea that that's actually his job. It's a uh, young alcoholic. one. Not, yeah. not bottom was got a similar one. Was like, what's good for a Hangover, drinking heavily the night before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you notice... Mike and Vivian. Did you notice what Rick was drinking from that I thought was going to get referenced? I thought was going to be integral at some point to the story. No. Rick no. pulls out from behind, you know, the, the big thing in the middle yeah. that's part of the evacuator. He's occasionally sipping from a yellow mug. Oh. And, and then when Aid starts and talking... he gets poisoned. Right. When, <laughs> when Aid starts talking about weapons-grade lager, because I hadn't seen this in ages uh-huh. and I didn't really remember it, I was thinking any moment now he's going to say, but then I found out it was poisoned. Anyway, yeah. I put it in the yellow mug or something and then Rick okay. would, would double take. more of a callback. Yeah. So. But there was no it. reference yeah. to it. But I thought, that's a yellow mug. Yeah. <laughs> and I wondered, is that a little, just like we threw that mm. in? But I thought if they were going to throw it in as a nod they would have wrung everything they could out of it. They would have referenced it sure. for the fans. So it was actually probably just, that was the only mug available in the theatre. there for an eagle-eyed fan yeah. such as yourself yeah. to be like, oh, yellow mug. Were yeah. they marketing it in the foyer? Don't know. <laughs> yeah, they would yeah. actually say they would have referenced yeah. it if they yeah. wanted it to be noticed. We talked last week briefly about how at some points in these later live shows, Rick and Aid would drop in bits of material that maybe weren't specifically bottom in themselves, but they did on stage dressed as Richie and Eddie in their voices. And for me, moving into the what comes to mind here USA. is yeah, is when they put on voices. And at the beginning oh. of it, I thought, oh, are they being like two New York detectives? And then as it went on, I thought, oh no, maybe they're being LA socialites. I'm not really sure. Uh, I think they're just taking the piss out of American dramas, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, but, but it, it just felt it felt like a separate sketch. It's yeah. like, oh, I've got this two-minute sketch. What can we do with it? Drop it into the middle of the live show. We'll have Richie and Eddie do it and they voices. have done that, take the piss out of American stuff before. It's like, you but know, better, they're great, these well, American but, things, yeah, aren't they? About done like well. Five, that, was, that was just a yeah. purposely bad impression that goes on way too long. It's, yeah. it's just nothing. 
it's it not doesn't lead any, to anything. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. That, that's a point. I, if, yeah. if, they, if they'd ended that at 30 seconds, you might have gone, okay, that was all right, that was a bit. But instead, I always liked the help help and being murdered and raped and yeah, murdered. that's fine. That's, well, that is, that's making a comment or something other yeah. than just saying the words. Yeah. Well, they were just saying all the words purpose. that had become, I think if you'd actually asked them why they put that in, it would probably be that they hated the way that kids in Britain today are now taking on all of these phrases from Americanisms. You know, like I, yeah, I can get that, that but because it's entered the language. Because it's, yeah, it's so so cringy. Well, is it at a certain extent of like by this time, like they're kind of making dad jokes to a certain point? You know, <laughs> yeah, like, they're no longer the young yeah. ones; they're mm. now the dads, aren't they? Who are just being a little bit kind mm. of that's their opinion of the world, and like, that was... you know, all these Americanisms. Oh, hey, kids, yeah, you know, yeah, all yeah. that. And yeah, they're purposely bad impressions to take the piss out of it, but it doesn't go anywhere. So I appreciate why you're saying it's not actually worth them having put in the proposed new series of Bottom was going to be a Hooligans Island thing, but mm. there was also another version which was going to be Rich and Eddie in an old folks' home. Yes. Which never happened. Hitting mm. each other with colossal would it, bags. I mean, the most obvious title would be... Old Bottom. The old ones, I thought, oh, right? right. What do you think? It's probably what they've mm. done. Ah, but then you are specifically referencing this is a sequel to The Young Ones, not to Bottom. I guess so. Bottom yeah. has never been an official sequel to The Young Ones. Mm-hmm. But isn't it interesting in this one how they go into Vivian and Rick? That I would have loved to see more of that. Yeah. Absolutely that. I'm sure. Well, so they just dip their toes into that and yeah. like, fuck me. Would yes, have rather please. have had the extended if they'd impressions come out, on that. Yeah. And like, if they had gone back into the TURDIS and come out in the costumes, mm. they would have got a fucking standing ovation. It would have gone to, and Rick and Vivian in the bodies mm. of these other two characters and them saying like, oh, am I... Like Rick, like, oh no, am I still a virgin or something? And yeah. a, a Vivian maybe like, I'm wearing a wig, I've gone bald. And then Dave, and then Dave Hedgehog walks on, and they go, "Fuck it, on Mike, you've let yourself go." <laughs> and Neil, <laughs> you're you've completely different. Yeah. Neil, you've put on weight, and you've and you've become shorter. Now everyone talks about you know what would be an amazing crossover, don't they, and stuff. But mm-hmm. it, yeah, but maybe they again would have thought that's oh, just a bit too self kind of. Like, but it's. Congratulatory. Better than fuck all, which is yeah. what they did do for the second half. It, it, yeah, this it does feel like it just kind of ends on a whimper to me. Like the last bit of bottom is just. Bleh. I know what you mean. Mm. Ending on it. Oh, no. It's difficult, isn't it? Because I'm sure yeah. there are people out there that would say, oh, five is the one I saw. Mm. And I, I think don't it's think fantastic. anyone would say this is the best they've I don't think say out. it's the best at all. I don't. I mean, I don't know. Maybe some people would be arguing that they think five's better than the ones that we like. Everyone I, can have different I, opinions I, on it. I don't think so. I don't think they would, <laughs> because quite clearly the quality has gone. There's down. stuff a lot there. I mean, being too negative, there's a very funny bit I like with. Uh, your monkey's uncle or something and then like oh that was thrown out of court well yes but they got thrown back in yes so there's yeah, been yeah. some sort of court case I, against yeah. the discovering yeah. of the chest and everything as well is a that feels universe. very bottom one and two yeah uh, like with the the relative yeah. and yeah, and all that you know great uncle peregrine and all mm-hmm. that so the trunk turns up and i thought oh this is going to be a good opportunity there's going to be a lot of humorous things in here embarrassing stuff stuff that'll have richie going oh my god and things that show the richard family was depraved yeah, and no joke of this now maybe yeah, it's yeah. just what that it, could have been richie in a wig it was it was here's my teddy and i thought oh this will be a setup for a joke nothing it was just his teddy Oh, okay. Does it have like a, a hole where it's yeah, been or something? Yeah, no, nothing. Just leg had come off, and that's. It's but it's all to then have the almost plot of the, the poison Eddie's thing. intercepted it and he's yeah, pretending it's like he's a case of MacGuffins, the machines. Yes, yeah. it's, it's all plot pieces. Yeah. 
But you're right, like they could have got more out of the objects that were being yeah. pulled out of that beyond just, oh, it's Eddie stealing it. Because it's straight away, you know, that it's for Richie mm-hmm. chest. Yeah. So it's not like a big reveal that, oh, Eddie's like plagiarized the inventions. Mm-hmm. But it is nice, isn't it, when Richie's like, oh, and Eddie, you've beaten him to it. Yeah, you know, that, that takes his side. That in innocent way. thing yeah. that Richie would always do, which would be like, <laughs> Like such a coincidence. As much as I dislike the idea that Eddie has cracked time travel, it's an interesting way they represent showing time travel on stage when you can't mm-hmm. rewind and do camera tricks and stuff. And just coming out and it's like an internal time bubble weird loop that he's in. It just he's like his mind gets reset back or something. Mm-hmm. And the fast forwarding through the whole of the first act is pretty solid. Props to them for that. I yeah, think. I think yeah. that entire bit is, is yeah. very well thought out. And it obviously, it explains why they wanted to do the TARDIS, TARDIS joke and all of that, because it, it builds to that. And I think you can't slag them off of that because it's a fresh idea. That's it, that's new. It's interesting in terms of bottom. They use it entirely leading up to the break to have them get to the bar before the audience, which is them mm-hmm. literally repeating a joke from Live 4 and going all meta again. Hey, we're in a stage show again. Yeah. So it feels like in that regard, they're going... Well, not to make a joke about them going back in time, but they're going back over, you know, old ground, really. They could have had jokes of them going to different historical events and interacting with stuff. Like, there's loads of yeah. stuff. Oh, Jesus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, you're right. It could have been just before the break. Okay, we're going back in time. Poof. Explosion, you know, big pyro effect. Boom, boom. Lights go down. Second half. Poof. You idiot! I can't believe you nailed Jesus up to the cross. I can't believe you accidentally killed Hitler or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, just to go back, do you, do you like or think that it was in any way real about the anal leakage? Ad-lib? Oh, it's a pretend ad lib, isn't it? It it's- seems to be, but again, Rich is such a good actor. It seems like he genuinely laughs, doesn't it? But I bet he's he, just selling it well. He's good at doing that, isn't he? Because he yeah. really does it- quite like genuinely seen I bet. to laugh at that but then because he says you didn't say that last night you're like yeah that's that's it <laughs> I, on purpose well I bet every night when he was going I've got some sad tragic news people were going oh my god he's actually laughing and with that I think it's time for a word from our sponsor feel too tight Celotape. seal it right glue slow to stick Celotape. then try this trick got fluff on. Sellotape. Now it's gone. Odds and ends. Sellotape. Robot friends. Sellotape makes it better. Right, so something that's very cartoony, but Bottom's always been cartoony, and I actually uh, forgive it. I think it's all right that they use dynamite for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Dynamite. It's yeah. weird that it's a real thing because it's so cartoonish. They, it's those iconically cartoon as a plunger. It should almost have Acme written on it, yeah, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And of course, where does it go? Up Richie's ass. And then in his mouth, he sells it as an ad lib. It's obviously written with when he's getting a beating. He's like, oh, I've had a quad bike flashback. They did the quad bike joke before in series four it's a different audience isn't it yeah. so you i suppose you could look at it in the the people who are here tonight weren't all in that last show the quad bike accident was was brilliant wasn't it i loved it when he what the quad bike his, accident when his head got all smashed well, I mean, if only it had been on film i think the i don't mind him repeating the quad bike thing but i did mind the exact same joke of eddie cut the brakes right that yeah repetition of eddie cut the brakes then there was a repetition of i'm beginning to see why stephen fry yeah that's not timely anymore which is weird isn't it they do that as a callback 
eight years after Stephen Fry got on that ferry, because it was 95, wasn't and then, it? wasn't it also that that was after Richie's wanking him off? Yeah. And yeah. I would have thought, well, wouldn't Stephen, Stephen Fry, Fry like stayed that. for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he does say, oh, yeah. do you know what he smells like then, all that stuff. And... Yeah, like they do play with it a bit, but <laughs> well, quite literally. But yeah. I don't know, yeah, it's a weird thing to call back to, I think. <laughs> but maybe people had said they really loved that reference or something. Yeah. Too, so do it again. You know what I genuinely do believe was unique to the night of the recording is them dealing with the audience shouting wankers. wankers. Mm. The yeah. way... I mean, Aid handled it initially, but then Rick joins in. The way they both shut them up and then do that key thing of don't make it you versus them, get the entire audience yeah. to unite against no, the people. Because really like, I think I said it in the last episode about how it can very quickly go out of control, can't it? That kind of because it's a pantomime and people mm-hmm. do feel so, they can join then, in. If and, everyone starts joining in, yeah, we will it could be, be two hours longer. Yeah. yeah but like, be. you know that Aid has got it in hand. The moment that yeah. the, the audience starts yelling to shut those people up, and what does he do? He goes, no, 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 let them say it or something like that I'm in control here and now I'm going to destroy you cunt Aid does a long rambling impression of a southern person Southern That's American. Even worse than the yeah. uh, previous American thing. And they do the then, weird M&M thing with him, like, then, doing like, back and forth with weird figures. Weird, weird M&M thing, but also... I quite like the I am the white M&M, though. But also, only about 10 years after the show was big on television, he did an impression of the referee from Gladiators. My first... Remember that guy? Really old. Gladiators, already. He was old then. Yeah. 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 This is but, really untopical, even for 2003. But do you think they do that on purpose? for some weird reason I don't know just kind of like let's mention all the most naff things that we can mm. think of and yeah. own it if they had have gone with time travel going to different mm. historical areas or have them reverted into younger versions of themselves in old bodies or had young one things yeah that would just been so Could much more interesting. You know what I was impressed with? Uh, it was a certain prop. You know when... Uh, he, oh, he, he stuck his hand to yeah, the thing. He's yeah, got a block right. of magazines yeah. that his hands oh, stuck yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah. look at it and go, it. oh, how's his, how's his hands? How's his hands stuck to it? Mm-hmm. And what it is, plastic it's a thing. fake plastic hand that his hand's inside. Oh, okay. It's like you a... Show it then. Yeah. You see it really clearly. It's like fake fingers. You won't yeah. see that unless you have a close-up, which you do for the DVD, but for the audience, yeah. I liked that you kind of had the reveal of more weapons and things to choose from on this one, like the little cabinet that Eddie opens and there's like all the choose your own ambil- like video game like, yeah it is the classic ambil- yeah, which they haven't, that before. they haven't yeah. had that in Bond yeah. before but it's the cartoon thing isn't it mm. you know we, we're referencing yeah. that but again, that's what we could be playing with here. Now, that's a really nice thing to have in the background, but it's a shame they didn't actually use it in any regard. Mm. Either him swinging it and twatting Richie around the face with it or just landing on Richie at some but point. But then we were, we were disappointed they had a baseball bat in four and then they brought yeah. back the cricket bat and it's just yeah. like, what is it? Like the, oh, the joy of the nasal cartilage on Willow. <laughs> Thwack on Willow, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. There's some poetic lines in it, violently yeah. poetic. Then it... Rapidly comes to the end, which is a repetition of the musical number, only with the only change that now there's a pair of massive underpants yeah. on stage that we call the mother pants. I feel like by the end, there's no real pretense that this is bottom. It's all just being played directly to the audience. And it's the culmination of like a greatest hits album that they've been doing all evening. All right, there's homosexuality, a couple of fights, and a lot of fucking around doing stuff that didn't really have much link to bottom. And they have Eddie doing lists, don't they, yeah. of like different names and things and ending up with like cunty flaps or whatever. Yeah, it didn't really have much link to bottom on beyond that they were in costume as Richie and Eddie, really. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like, like, they put themselves into a predicament that they're lost in time yeah. and they get out of it by not doing it. They don't get out of it. They sing a song. The end. That's not storytelling. That That is 
the weakest ending they've ever done. I was thinking about the comparison of four and five to the first three. The first three tended to be plot driven. If you notice in the first three, there's always lots of mentions of other stories and of the, you know, the characters that we always like marvel at the names of, all these other people. Frosty old Wimflap and... Name, name me any of those people who get mentioned in four and five. None. Because there's no, there's no bottom universe history and, and there's no the story to one is the relative yeah. of... Okay, Peregrine. Great, great, great yeah. uncle. Peregrine uh, Richard. With, with mm-hmm. I do like the fact that his family has a crest. Yeah. <laughs> so That's were they fun. once actually aristocratic and have just lost their money? For that's the centuries. insinuation, isn't it? That yeah. the Richards were actually quite well to do, and that's why Richie has this idea that he's, well, he's at least a landlord, sort oh. of inherited property, well, kind a, of. There's sometimes. a bit isn't there where it says, "My auntie pays the rent." Yes, so that's the arrangement. She's alive again. Yeah. So they're moneyed. They've come. He's come yeah. from some sort of moneyed background. Every, his mum abandoned him. Every time they referenced <laughs> Peregrine Richard, it sounded like even Richie was calling him Peregrine Richards. Yeah, he does say an S on the end. Of yeah, it, and I was like, okay, well, that's not your surname. Yeah. <laughs> your name is Richard Richard. I think at one point he says it like as in it belongs to the Richard. To the Richard. Oh, right, okay. So it belongs right. to Richard. Okay. Because so if, if you um, use the plural of Richard, it would mm-hmm. become the Richards, yeah. wouldn't it? But there is one bit where he says Richards, and it doesn't quite sound right. I, I want to say I find it's so fucking rich that they say oh there's a plot this year in one two and three when there are plots they are not the best plots in the world but four and five are literal without plot well it is weird isn't it are they just like kind of crowbar in the this is your life reference as well don't they but like, for one second yeah like yeah. It, it could have been more of a thing couldn't it where like you know they do like a flashback from mm. Richie's thing or make much much bigger of a deal of it it's like it's like you said Paul there's a lot of ideas they had that they tried to do as like individual little sketches and then just like kind of cram it all in together. I but still found it quite fun on the radio. It could have had the time travel element as the plot device for doing Old Material yeah. and going back and doing things like that, but but they didn't run with that problem. It's not quite executed it's, well, is it? It's just made me think of when I went to... I think I, I've told you guys this before. Last year, I went to see The Only Fools and Horses musical. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And it was quite good. And it was like, you know, there was a lot of uh, inventiveness with the story. But, so you've seen it, and You know that on that show... They sing the theme tune three times. Yeah. They do it near the beginning, they yeah. shoehorn it in the middle, then they do it at the end and everyone comes out and everyone's singing. Sure. And I got the impression from the audience, they would have been happy if the cast had just sung that song over and over and over again for yeah. the entire 90 minutes. It was like minutes. Only Fools and Horses karaoke, yeah. because they just redid a lot of the classic yeah. scenes and then didn't really have a plot. Right, let me guess, now, which I'm not seeing it, let me guess what scenes are in it. Well, then they, they do this montage oh, right, at the end. Right, they do the entire... Right, the chandelier doesn't get referenced. They do loads of things like Dell keeps on leaning near bar. a bar. Okay. And, it, and you think, oh, he's going to go, and then it doesn't. Well, and, good. and the chandelier never Thank happens you. until literally at the end they're like, good night, and then the chandelier falls down oh, in the right, background. That's, that's which, is, solid then. which is quite... Satisfying when they do it yeah, that way, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? It's, yeah. it's been well thought. It's out. like we didn't forget. There you yeah. go. Yeah. And but it's, is it right there that you can see it at the beginning? And it's oh, kind of there, like I didn't a, see it at the beginning. Not like a Chekhov's yeah. going to such, but it, yeah. it's there. I, okay. And I thought, oh, they're going to do like a Phantom of the Opera style thing with it. You know, right. that starts with <laughs> that starts right. with this chandelier crash, doesn't it? But, yeah. Oh, maybe I've just imagined it was there so, all the time. But anyway, so, yeah, go, go and watch that. That's good fun. It seemed a bit like then the same way that that audience would have been happy at the theme tune being sung for 90 minutes 
a lot of the audience, and I would have been in this myself, I include myself in this, a lot of the audience would have been happy if they'd just gone to see a show and Rick and Aid had gone, right, we're going to do a fight with frying pans. Ding dong, ding dong. Right, we're going to do uh, this bit from this episode, you know, and it's going to be like a now compilation of our greatest hits. And people would go away happy. You the know. thing is, because the bottom line one, two, and threes are almost like movies they're so tight they're so solid we don't slag off the fast show live show mm. you know where that's just a, and the league of gentlemen ones it's like yeah it's all right it's just one of those things but because that standard show. has been so fucking Be- incredibly high because they're sketch shows, aren't they? so they yeah. can do yeah. like, Be- favorite sketches because their basis in television is sketch yeah. they can just go on stage and go we're just going to do the same thing and, yeah. the, and the fast show was like harry enfield was like the league of gentlemen which is the situation might be a little bit different, but we're all heading towards the same punchline that you saw last week and the week before. And you love seeing it. Yeah. Whereas Bottom always at least said, we're going to try and make this a narrative story. Yeah. So that instantly you set yourself something it's more difficult because even if you do have a series of loosely linked sketches, but you want to link them yeah. through a narrative, you set yourself a hurdle you have to overcome. And that's why it is more difficult for them because I think essentially they probably have sat down and said, well, what can we like touch upon? What have they liked before? Mm. What, what works? And they've decided yeah let's just give them that but it's yeah. not the same I, but it's just kind of tweaking it or trying to crowbar in the same references I do and, think re- the audience of Bottom is such a wide demographic like like a bit like Al Murray with some people don't really get the irony yeah, yes, and I, would yeah. be pissed out <laughs> well, their head like yeah Sorry, 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 sorry. You think the you think that there's a wide ranging uh, uh, bottom audience? Yes, I'm sure there's some barristers and QCs in the audience watching it. I think there's you know like uh, the Pythons are um, uh, have degrees from Cambridge and stuff. You know, so that there is you need to have levels of qualification still like silly humour. So I think there there would still be people who are like ah bricked. Haha, good reference. I know what you're saying, that actually, you know... In South South End? Come on. (laughs) But Richie and Eddie's characters are kind of trying to appeal to the working class. Yeah. I think it's what you're trying to say, Paul. Yes. It's a mishmash. There's no real plot. It's like they've had a few fun ideas and they've tried to put it together. And some of it works. I think. So, and I think. Uh, did you sit through five completely stony faced? Not laughing at Oh no, no, there were uh, bits. I liked. was really? stony faced for a fair amount. Oh. Well, I think I watched. I watched it with someone. Uh-huh. So I think that helped. Maybe. I think if you watch it on your own and you're maybe not in the mood, it's yeah. not as good, is it? Like comedy's a, a unifying thing. Yeah. I mean, Which is why when they have everyone shout out, "Have a wank," that bit in the show that, yeah. really feels great because everyone's like in unison. And it's like twenty that. years of bottom leading yeah. up to that kind of. It's really. I like that. I mean, some you... people say, "Oh, that's a bit really obvious to do," but I, I enjoy I, that. I can ask you this as someone who had been in the audience for four and five. Yeah. During five, at the end, they started doing the same song they'd ended four with. That's, Do you remember what you thought of that? That's what point? I said before. Like I remember even in the room, it was kind of like, isn't this what they did at the end of four? Could, like, you still like... Was there that sort of, you could tell everyone was thinking the same thing I of like... I'm not oh. telepathic. <laughs> but you know how like... And it is a few years okay. ago. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? How like you can detect a ripple across yeah. a room, you know? Yeah. Like you say with the Only Fools and Horses thing, you could feel mm. that everyone was like, oh, amazing, they're doing the song again. Yeah. Whereas mm. this song, that, well, I think that was what I said about that's four. Work, that's like, working class people for you. They've got no taste. The song isn't catchy enough or 
brilliant enough or whatever you want to say for yeah. everyone to be up on their feet and going yeah, yeah. get your pants you know, off it, maybe you know. if they'd done like living doll at the end or something mm. like that you know? yeah they would have yeah. been better off coming, like you said Matt, like yeah. come back on with all the costume on or something and do living doll as the young ones or something like yeah. and actually just say this is us doing our final tour and we're out kind of mm-hmm. thing because that is what it ended up being isn't it even if they didn't oh, know that can then. you imagine but rick as rick yeah age is vivian and then Dawn French as Neil. No, <laughs> and then Monica and Les Ferdinand as oh, okay. <laughs> Mike and Neil. Right, yeah. yeah. There are lots of things that we like you sit here now thinking, oh, have they done that? That would have been brilliant. But if they had, we'd have been like, oh, that was a bit naff when they brought the dolls out. Do you know, like, you know, I, I, know. I can't believe they went they said they went back in time and they fucked Joan of Arc when she was on fire. What a shit idea. How bloody obvious is yeah. that? Was it this one or number four that had what in the name of Janet Street Porter's Rossi that's, Clitoris? That's my highlight. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say like, yeah, well, there's some really highlights. There's, there's, there's just go for things we liked. So highlights. highlight for me, the line, mm-hmm. what in the name of Janet Street Porter's rotting mm-hmm. clitoris? Oh, and it's the it's the way he pronounces rotting and yeah. glitterous. Yeah. yeah, and Janet Street Porter. I like the uh, sore between the legs. Yeah, very fun. dangerous brother. Oh, feeling sore. Yeah, yeah, feeling sore. That's such a dad joke, isn't it? Yeah, but, uh, but I like the fact that saying it with a bleeding wound in between your legs and feeling sore. Oh God! <laughs> uh, and the sped up version of the first act, I think, is very stylish. Actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, for me. Yeah sped up version of first act there are some well-written insult and bits of wordplay what in the name of satan's fetid foreskin janet street porter's rotting clitoris amoeba brained byproducts of animal buggery like those things are poetic they really are it's yeah. like poetic filth oh and it? i like the fact that eddie gets to wield a sledgehammer and just literally just twats richie in the chest with it mm. and that which makes him go oh god i need to shit there was something about yeah. that that was like <laughs> like because it's not obvious that like you think well it's not across the face mm. and it's not in the balls mm. but there's, he's just thwacking his body with it and yeah i like the array of weapons in the background as well there's there, a lot there, of good points like you said yeah. it's like they put together a few little really good little set pieces of sketches whatever you want to call it and mm. then it just as a whole doesn't quite come together and give you a satisfactory ending sure but it's, it's just because we're comparing it to yeah. such good stuff exactly the same as we had at the end mm-hmm. of series three it was kind of like well you know it's only because we absolutely adore series one and two despite a few even we found niggles even within that but yeah. there were just that little bit more like niggly kind but of thing. Yeah, I mean, want to go on record ones. as saying I would watch series three over bottom line four and five any day of the week. Yeah. Fuck apples and oranges. No, yeah. that's the wrong expression. It's uh, apples and shit covered apples. I'd still eat that shit covered <laughs> apple. I still watch it. If all I had left in my DVD collection and everything else got destroyed was bottom four and bottom five. If I had no other access to anything to, any to watch other of Rick and Aid okay. stuff, if like the apocalypse happens and that's all and I've got are- left. What I'll still a watch grim them. thing that would be. <laughs> the, the only remain. Uh, just imagine, you know, like. Um, but when I've got everything Ron else Hardy to choose stuff. from, you choose yeah. the other stuff, don't you? Like that's, yeah. You go back to your old favourites, sure. and I haven't rewatched four and five as much as mm, I watched absolutely. one. Two I can and three. quote a lot more. You know, of the and there might be people out there who've only really ever had four and five on DVD. Well, what's wrong with them? Why would they do that? Why would you not have? You'd start with one. Let me start with the magic number four. 
Yeah, and it's that thing if it pales in comparison. So, what are your niggles? Yeah, there's a very racist uh, uh, tirade of uh, of Chinese stuff. It's Eddie's. It's in the whole like, see me do this, isn't it? And like Eddie brings out his Oriental impression. kind of impression. Yeah, you know, right, he's not he, repeating he, any of the he, words. So we don't well, want to have that taken out of context and well, recklessly. He, he, yeah. he, he says slanty eye, doesn't he? Why are you but... sat there with blackface on? <laughs> <laughs> right, he said. Eddie says slanty eye. Then it's also the bad Chinese impression where uh-huh. you add lots of L's instead of R's. Instead yeah, of yeah. Like, which even in 2003 was a little bit... Mm. Like but you, then we yeah. said this about the show. They've had Eddie be racist about... He said slanty eye fiend when he's being dragged up yeah. the stairs in yeah. burglary. So they have referenced mm-hmm. that kind of thing before anyway. Yeah. So again, it's kind of repeating mm. old kind of Eddie hits, isn't it? So, so is your niggle that it's just a bit too racist? It's a little bit too funny. racist and not funny. Um, yeah. My biggest niggle is the American stuff. The, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I just think it's, like, it's nothing. It's it's not even offensive. For no. the set. It's just, what was that? Same what here. Fucking hell that's, was that? That's my biggest niggle. It's, it's two minutes you could have locked out. You know, even if you did it on stage and maybe the audience thought it was all right, you should have cut it out for the DVD because it gave nothing. Mm. I thought, you know, and you, it makes the energy fall a bit, doesn't yeah, it? it? Yeah, yeah, it does. Too long. You're like, oh, this is you're still doing this two minutes later. Okay, yeah, I should I could have gone to the toilet. What is the running time on bottom? Five, oh, it's like, like 95 minutes, something like that. Because it's shorter, isn't it? Mm. Like I think they finished mm-hmm. up the first half at like 49 minutes. I think that time, like that's when Act One finishes, and that's early, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Usually they get into about an hour at least. Well, I think the first one was about 100 minutes long. That would be an hour for the first half and 40 minutes for the yeah. second, but you usually, usually want to try and split it. you get about an hour in the first, don't you? Well, for my mind, if you've got a show that runs at 90 minutes, the ideal thing is to have 45 and 45, but or, or 50 and, you know, Yeah, often they 40. do do a longer first half, don't yeah. they? I think um, that they rely too much on those just huge pants coming out at the end. Oh, right. They expect you know, like, that to get So I've yeah. said, like, the song's a niggle, because I, that is a difficult thing to watch again, isn't it? When you've just watched four as well. I will say, as much as I've got, I think it's a bit obvious to have a big pair of pants on stage. I'd love to have them at home in my loft as a, as a, you know, as a thing of like I've got this prop from Bottom Live, two thousand three. I've got the massive pair of pants. Would you? Would you actually want that? I would. Even if you've just absolutely decimated the entire live show. Yeah. You'd have that. And deprive of the real fans. Can, can you imagine? That. Can you imagine well, going to one of, going to one of those shows and getting the, the pair of pants that Rick, Rick throws out yeah. into the, into the you'd audience? Frame them, wouldn't you? That'd yeah. be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Okay, it's time for a quiz. Ten questions on Bottom Life 2003 Weapons Grade Wife Runs Tour. Matt and Angela, you guys, are the contestants, is my questions this week. Let's hear what your fart noises will be. I'm going to go with wet fart. There you are. And I'll go with quick fart. It's been good to me. Obviously, we've come to the end of our bottom content, as it were. So we've done three series plus technically kind of series four in terms of we've done three series of six episodes from the TV series. And then there have been six individual episodes, bottom live one to five plus guest house parody so so the total that we're going to be going for is like out of 24 isn't it who's done the best that's right but each time each one of three one of us isn't competing it's not each one of us each time is it so then the match gets a bit weird it evens evens out out. okay because it's a round even number at the Fine. end, so it's twenty-four. So we've each had so a go being quiz master an okay. equal amount of times. We've amount of time. we've each competed 
in 16 quizzes each. So whatever okay. we, or, or what, by the time we do this quiz, everyone will have out of taken 16. part in 16. 16 yeah. would be the highest you could get. Yeah, right. as an individual score. I think sure. that's right. So imagine it would be 16 apiece, really. It's pretty equal, yes? No, that, um, that's not maths. Um, I, have a we, fee- I have a feeling I, I know who's going to win. Who's, who's won? Yes, let's wait okay. and see who wins this one, and then we'll see what that does to the overall tally. Sure. Yeah, anyone else can go back and listen to who won what, um, but I did it in preparation so that we'll okay. definitely have the right winner at the end. All right. Not that there's a prize, right, Paul? Correct. Right, good. Right, question number one, fingers on sphincters. How long does Richie say that Eddie has been locked in the lavatory? That was Matt who buzzed in first. That is uh, 15 days. Is the correct answer. Question number two. After insisting that he's not actually Eddie and Richie initially believing it, how does Eddie give away his identity? That's Matt. By asking for some money, but like, give me a bribe. I'll let you have that. He says, what's it worth? When, when Richie asks if he knows where Eddie is. Okay. I'll let you have that. That's two to Matt. Okay, question number three. When Richie is being intellectual, who does he tell Eddie to imagine he is that then prompts Eddie to start beating him with a frying pan? Angela. Oscar Wilde. That's not the right oh, answer. No, I know what it is. It my Go head. on. No, it's gone again. Okay. <laughs> I haven't actually written the answer down here, but I'm pretty sure it's Tony Blair. He says, just imagine I'm Tony Blair. Right, yeah, there is a Tony Blair reference. Yeah. Okay. It, so. The answer is... Insert here later, Paul. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Tony Blair. And that's Tony when he says, Imagine I'm Tony Blair. Then he starts Neither hitting him. got it right. Bloody great bird. Okay, question number four. What does Eddie hit Richie with that prompts his farting and makes him worry he's going to shit himself? That's Matt. The sledgehammer. Is the right answer. Okay, so that's three to Matt. Question number five. When Eddie recounts the story of how he invented weapons grade lager, what were the ingredients he mentions? I want two sets of ingredients and a catalyst. I can't even think of a wild stab in the dark. Right, so it's something. I think the catalyst catalyst is being completely drunk. No, that's the no. result of that's no, the end result. of the process. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Luck. No. Okay. So Luck. the the answer is so the ingredients are various industrial strength cleaners right. and the contents of the medical cabinet, and then the catalyst is the heat of his own multi breath and flatulence. Okay. Question number six. What four letters are written on the weapons grade lager bottle? Matt. G M T V is the right answer. Brilliant. That's okay. Why so, is that? Because it completely fucks your head. That's it. Brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. It seems like a bit of a callback to the Esther Anson, but not as good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a mixture, yeah. isn't it, of that and the yeah. good morning thing. Okay. A- Angela, your buzzer's working fine. It is working. Right. I'm just drinking. Okay. All right. Okay. Here <laughs> we go. I've done this before. All right. Question number seven. What illustrates the Richard family arms? I'm going to give that to Angela. I think she just pipped you there, Matt. It is a dying swan that is being somehow attacked to death by a unicorn with massive bollocks yes does the dying swan have anything and attributes about it big tits yeah and 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 does the does the unicorn maybe have a look on its face you know what i want to give it to you yes that was <laughs> virtually verbatim a dying swan with large breasts mm. being trampled to death by a unicorn with enormous bollocks and a roguish grin on a its roguish, face not roguish, roguish. Yeah. but i will give you that because that, yeah that was very nearly all of them okay I won't give the current scores because mm-hmm. I don't want to put pressure on Angela. Question number eight. Okay. <laughs> right. Apart from the cricket bat, there are four other weapons in the cabinet Eddie opens. I want you to name three of them. 
Angela just picked that. I want three out, the three, out, three out of the four. So there's already the cricket bat. That yeah. one's done. Yeah. And this, so uh, an anvil with a rope. That's one. A scaff pole, I think he says. Or a scaff stick. Scuff bar, yes. Sorry. Okay. Okay. okay, that's two. And is it a snow shovel? They don't name it, but it's there. Yeah. I don't think so. I think it's, it looks like a big sledgehammer. There's a sledgehammer and a snow shovel. Oh, is it? There's okay. a fifth one they don't name. No, I thought that was a big mallet. I didn't. I didn't think it was a snow it shovel. It looked to me I like think a it's a curved mallet. snow shovel. I know what you mean, but I thought it was just. I thought it was a bit like Harley Quinn's mallet. Yeah. I thought it, and then my stupid husband said, "No, that's a snow uh, okay. shovel." Okay, <laughs> all right, okay. And isn't he holding a crowbar as well that it doesn't mention? Uh, that's what he, he takes. He picks up that yeah, yeah. point at the other yeah. implement. Okay, because I'm not sure if it's a snow shovel, it might be. I thought it was a mallet. Okay, can you name the other one? So we've had anvil. Cricket bat, scaff pole, yeah, sledgehammer. Isn't that it? No, the sledgehammer is already out. I'll give it to you because I'm not sure if it's a snow shovel. I thought it was a mallet. The final one is a sports sock with billiard oh, balls in it. That's yeah. a good one, actually. It reminds me of it's like scum. it's like the entire fucking set of billiard balls, yeah, <laughs> snooker balls. We're on question number nine, and it's four to Matt and two to Angela. Okay. Okay. Everything to play for. Uh. The magazines that get pulled out. There is a welding one called Hot Hot Hot. Yeah. What are the name of the Ugh. three porn mags that Eddie reads out the title of? That's Angela. Can I look at my notes? And I want all no, th- no I want all three oh, uh, as near as possible. It's so if you only get two, it doesn't count. Pensioners. Oh, there is a pensioners one, yes. Dirty pensioners. If you can give me right, there's three words before pensioners. If you can give me two of them, that's one of these things. Old. <laughs> I think that goes without saying, isn't it, for pensioners? <laughs> Grubby. I <laughs> know, oh, but I won that magazine. Horny. Grubby pensioners. Horny, grubby pensioners. No, oh, I can't remember. Sorry. Any of the others? Something about badge. <laughs> okay, I don't think you're going to get it. Matt? No. I, I okay, know. so the thing you were looking for was knicker busting amateur pensioners. That amateur. Amateur pensioners sound then, oh, like I've got it never there's also pre op readers' wives' accidents. Oh. And I think you've got the last one there, Angela. Is it sumo donkey wrestling? Sumo donkey anal wrestling. Anal wrestling, sorry. Okay, along, there might be children this Along thing. with the more legitimate hot, hot, hot. <laughs> but that one's just welding, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Question number 10. According to Eddie, what is the only reason Richie can get into the same pair of jeans he had when he was 17? And that's Matt. Because he's sewn in to the lining the curtains or yeah. something. That's right. He's sewn the living room curtains yeah. into the waistband. That's yeah. the right answer. <laughs> but he's, on, he's been knocked around. He's on the floor a lot. At least the knees would have torn or something. It's quite impressive that he's had the same pair of jeans. Ah, well, that's, he's, he's not saying he's been wearing the same pair since 17. He's just said he can fit into the same oh, pair okay. he wore at 17. Right, okay. Yeah, so he obviously like, you know, kind of rotates them. Would you guys like the two bonus questions? Yes. Okay, yes. the Turdist is a joke based on Doctor Who's machine, the TARDIS. Mm. What does TARDIS stand for? <laughs> okay, right. Matt pressed it first, but Angela, <laughs> raised, Angela, Angela was necking her, necking her high-strength lager and going and waving her finger, going, me, me, me. So you know what? Seeing as how, by the way, Matt won this one, five to two, yep. I'm going to let Angela answer, answer this bonus question. Angela, what's the answer? What does TARDIS stand for? Time and relative dimension in space. Correct. 
I'm sorry, I think it's Dimensions, not oh, Dimension. Fuck so, fucking <laughs> fuck Richards, Richard. And, and the final bonus question according to Wikipedia, <laughs> <laughs> how far? No, not how far. Is this a classic poor one to end on? No, 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 no. How this, big are the pants? Actually, no, this is how a. How far is South End? It is a relatively genuine. From um, Hammersmith. No, I was going to say, no, that, that was going to be a question. How far, <laughs> how far is Hammersmith from South End? Didn't look it up, even though I knew you might ask. Go on. According to Wikipedia, how many dates slash performances were there on the weapons grade Wifefronts tour? I don't, I don't even care. <laughs> well, it's bottom related. It's related to this show. All right. Um, 50. A- Angela. I'll say 41. You say 41, Matt? 50. And the One. answer is 50. Oh, you say 51. The answer is 52. Ah, you're still closer. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of that quiz, well, without the bonus questions anyway, Matt has five. Angela has two. So Matt wins this one. Yes. So, That's Angela, what, well done, what, Matt. what does that do to the overall total? The overall total. You've got a smugness to you that suggests I'm, I'm very drunk. Okay. Um, but so yeah, I still. I, I might have not felt as much jeopardy there as, as other people listening might have felt if they hadn't totted it all up beforehand. Um, so that brings you romping in, Matt, in the final place with five overall in the out, last, of, out of sixteen. Out of, out of sixteen. So you got five. Oh, okay. I always thought I was uh, relatively intelligent. Of, hey, you are. You know your bottom. You, do, you know your own bottom. Yeah. Um, very well. Fight, so that's pretty... That's, but that is that's the right. weakest out of the three of you. Uh, yeah, your final place there with okay. five. Um, and, and, then, and then who's the big number two? Well, you've got eight, Paul. So that's, I've got eight. That's pretty good, isn't it? Eight uh, out, out of 16. Of that's 16. like half of them that you've got. Sure, I've got eight. Are you sure it's not nine? No, it's eight. Okay. So... Um, and then <laughs> how many I... I got, I don't know how, 11 out of That's, yeah. 60. I totted them all up. If anybody wants to go and listen back, um, right. if, verify this number. They if you do, do want to that's, go that's, that, that, re-over that's, and verify that Angie's a fucking liar, please email <laughs> us at... That's bollocks. That's bollocks. Yeah. It's just maths. Mm-hmm. Maths. So, that, so uh, there is no prize other than just that I'm still Just honour. Okay. To have known a lot of the numbers and things, but then, but you, Paul, you tried your best with some of the questions over the series, didn't you? With the, well, I don't know. How far is it from my arsehole to A. Edmondson's cock? So that's a very, very short amount of distance. <laughs> so surely, <laughs> so yeah. So so Matt wins that one. That well, brings well. us to a conclusion of what we'll call series four. We'll be back next time with probably a series four roundup. Well, surely this is the series. Four roundup will be the last of Talking Bottom, and we're completely done now. Well, We've we, done every single bottom thing. We've had we? people writing in, like threatening suicide if we don't do more. So we kind of thought we might be able to do some more of Rick and Aid's material. We could be like talking Blackadder um, for one one off. The very so. famous Rick and Aid show, Blackadder. You're well, right. We've both been in it, so we could do. Are we going to do oh, Blackadder? We, we're we going to do, do the young ones as well. Yeah, we'll probably do the young. So ones. we're thinking. Rather than do individual episodes on every individual episode of these shows, we'll do an episode on The Young Ones, one on Filthy Rich and Cat Flap, one on Blackadder. Ah, oh, come Maybe, on. But, but, who will, if, if we aren't the people who do one per episode of Young Ones, it will not happen. I think maybe Actually, Young you're right. Ones no one's done that yet, have they? We could probably do Young Ones. We might be we, I think that's, that's, that's within our ballpark, but... Blackadder and Filthy Richard Catflap and Comic Strip, yes, one-off we'll ones. But well. I think probably young ones, because what else have we got going on in our lives? Very little. 
So, yeah, we, we will probably... Well, speak for yourself. The, now, yeah. the vultures of comedy will return. Let us know your opinions uh, on social media. We are at Talking Bottom on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, let us know your thoughts if you ever got to see any of the live shows, especially the one we talked about today, but if you were in the audience for any of them, or if you went to see any of the shows being recorded, get in contact, 11mafficingparade at gmail.com, and let us know what that was like. And have you got any anecdotes from meeting Rick and Aid, or yeah, anyone famous that's interesting that's in the link to bottom? Me and Ange have both met Rick Mao. And Paul hasn't, unfortunately, but um, we, <laughs> we we can finally talk about that in uh, the series four roundup because yeah. that's something we've we've just nice. not shared that uh, that anecdote. Yeah, maybe that might be interesting. Paul's looking at me with fucking daggers right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't wait. But thanks for listening, everyone. Apologies for the sound issues on these last two episodes. Coronavirus renovated Angie's house. <laughs> A bit more echoey in here. Yeah, so, yeah. We're now like you know broadcasting from inside, like you know a cavernous asshole. <laughs> but but enough about Matt. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.